Hello, everyone, and welcome to our second episode of Pass the Salt. So glad that you're with us. If we don't know each other, my name's Chris Anna. It's great to meet you. I am on the core staff of Salt and Light Youth Ministries, and I am the director of creative engagement. And we're going to pass the salt together. So today's episode is the first one of a series that we are kind of kicking off this podcast with, and that is our seminar series. So basically what we're doing is we are chatting with um, people who led seminars at our Impact Festival. And I've been talking about Impact quite a bit in our last two episodes, but Just to give you a brief overview, Salt and Light Youth Ministries hosts a festival in the middle of the summer called Impact, where we have worship and dramas and um, games and all sorts of amazing things for youth groups to come to. And we had about 350 people this year, which despite the awful things with COVID and a whole year of nothingness. That's a really great number. And so we're really excited that a bunch of youth groups came to Impact and were blessed and learned together more about their faith. One of the things about Impact is seminars where we have different leaders share for about an hour about a wide variety of topics, so many different things for students and leaders to choose from. And so today we are chatting with Sarah Swartz, and her seminar was one that I was really intrigued by when she shared her idea with me. And um, I don't want to toot my own horn, and we do talk about this in the episode, but I did give her the title of the seminar, which I'm flattered that she chose to go with that title suggestion. Um, But basically, her seminar is all about what it's like as a Christian high school student deciding to go to a secular school for college, what what that decision process is like. And also just about the whole journey that uh, a Christian might go on um, as they try and figure out, you know, what, what people think of them going to a secular school, if that's the right choice for them. And so she's just addressing students in that decision-making process in her seminar. And that's what she talked about at Impact. And I heard she had a fantastic turnout. We recorded this interview before Impact um, as she was still writing and creating that seminar. So a little disclaimer, um, this episode is for basically anyone, but especially for students, um, and especially also, I, I guess, would be for youth leaders as well. The disclaimer here is that as I was editing this and listening to it, I realized that I definitely personally got on a couple of soapboxes while talking to Sarah. Soapboxes I didn't even know I was passionate about. Um, you'll hear me talk really um, passionately about why we should be more supportive of our students um, in the youth ministry world who maybe decide not to go to a Christian school and why we should encourage them to make their faith a priority um, even if they're not in a Christian environment. And that is something I feel passionate about. But I guess... um, as I was listening to it, another point that I didn't make super clear in my conversation with Sarah, but I want to make clear at the start is that going to a Christian school is really important for some people. In fact, it's probably a life-changing decision that some students will make, life-changing in the fact that deciding to go to a Christian school 
could be what perhaps impacts their life for the better and in a really positive way. I was one of those students in high school who made some questionable decisions and uh, adults in my life told me that I, I needed to go to a Christian school. And hindsight, looking back, I agree with them because I think if I didn't go to a Christian school, personally, I wouldn't have... Um, I wouldn't have turned out the way I am now. Christian school impacted me a ton, and I think it protected me from some situations I know I would have gotten myself into in a secular school. I definitely would have been tempted to party or just run with with a, a wild crowd, and I didn't do that at Christian school, and I think that was the Lord's way of protecting me. However, some students choose to go to secular schools and their faiths can be challenged. And that's something that we talk about um, in detail in, in my conversation with Sarah. So I just wanted to make that clear that I'm in no way bashing Christian school or saying that going to Christian school is a weaker option um, because I do think it is really important. And I do think that it saved me and from a lot of things and in a lot of ways. Um, but I think something that is lacking in Christian conversation in churches is the conversation around college decisions and how can you still be a Christian if you're going to a school that's not faith-based and you're choosing that school for a reason? Well, let's still keep your faith a priority and still keep it on fire. And it is possible to do that. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with Sarah. Follow us on Instagram and on Facebook or email us um, from the contact info on our website. If you have questions or want to continue the conversation with myself or Sarah, we'd love to chat with you. Um, so let's get to it, guys. Let's pass the salt. Sarah is sitting, she drove all the way here to my couch, and she's been sitting here for over an hour now, because <laughs> we were, about, we were trying about. to figure out this stupid computer, and we finally figured it out. Thank you so much for your patience. You're so welcome. You are... Happy to be here. <laughs> truly, truly patient and kind. You have just, all the fruits of the Spirit. Just resting. Just resting on your couch, really. Just resting in the, <laughs> basking in the glory. Okay, well, we are here for Pass the Salt. Do you like that title? I do. Okay, I was good. wondering if we would say it or not. I pass. think, yeah. We'll just, oh, yeah <laughs> pass we'll just, it back and we'll forth. Just pass, we'll just pass the salt back and forth. <laughs> um, you have water, you're good? I do. Okay, and now you're going to have some salt, too. So today we have for our seminar series, um, Sarah Elizabeth Swartz. You got that right. Now here's a question. Your middle name, <laughs> Elizabeth, Z or an S? Z. Nice. Z. Biblical. I think the more common spelling. A yes. Very common middle name also. Very common very middle name. Common. And Sarah with an H? Yes. Nice. Yes, thank you for spelling. Yes. Yeah. Well, I just want the listeners <laughs> <laughs> to be able to look me up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And your social. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so Sarah Swartz, thank you so much again for your patience. You're so now welcome. tell me a little bit about yourself before we hear about your impact seminar, which is a doozy. 
<laughs> um, if you will. <laughs> your, your age, like where are you from? What are you doing with your life yes, right now? Yes. Tell us, tell it's us wonderful. those things. Um, so I'm Sarah yeah. and I'm 21 years old. Mm. I am going to be a senior this fall at Penn State. I'm studying nursing. So only one more year of that. And then I will be a nurse, hopefully. Yes. Um, I'm from Mechanicsburg originally. I went, I grew up going to McBick. Um, yeah. And now I'm here working for Salt and Light. Uh, this is my third summer. I started the summer before COVID. Um, mm. So if you count last summer, maybe not. But well, we, you were there um, in spirit. I was there in spirit. Was, <laughs> yeah. So that's me. I don't know if other people have mentioned it, but this mm-hmm. summer is different than other summers just because of COVID and the way things worked with scheduling. But it's yeah. still been very good and sweet to see the way that the Lord has been working through that, even though mm-hmm. things have been different. Um, we did camp together. We did. Sarah um, was the <laughs> ministry coordinator for Salt and Light Summer Day Camp in yes. Dillsburg, first, Pennsylvania. First ever day camp. And yep. it went well. It really and did. It was really great. It was I think sweet. the campers really appreciated having something. And yeah. it was just fun to be able to get back to doing something mm-hmm. that we used to do all the time, even though it was a little bit different than what it normally is. Yeah. Sarah... Um, I had left one evening. I was in and out, and she, <laughs> poor thing, she was in charge of camp, and no. there she brought the campers outside to do a little little dinner, a little mm-hmm. bonfire. I thought it would be nice to eat dinner Yeah, outside. she was like, let's do something <laughs> kind. And then, like, 300 Boy Scouts showed up to their pavilion. The Boy Scouts came. The Boy Scouts, they came with a force. They wanted to use the pavilion. They we were already pavilion. eating in the pavilion. They were in uniform. <laughs> So then Sarah was like, not a problem. We'll be flexible. She moved to a little field and then up pulls an entire construction crew for like road work. Just on the street right next to the field. Like 10 feet away. They're like, beep, beep and digging. (laughs) And then she, we like had, so that's when I did show up and I was like, oh, what is happening? And then we did like a bonfire. We're trying to preach to these students Mm -hmm. and worship. And it's just Boy Scouts. Zumba in the parking lot was also ending at the same time. Zumba was in the parking lot. So they're like doing Mambo number five. And then you have the construction crew. And then you have the Boy Scouts. Practicing their fire building. Yes. I have never seen that many Boy Scouts there in my life. There's usually four or five. They all decided to come So many Boy Scouts. But Sarah was cool as a cucumber, calm, collected. So your seminar is one that I might be the most excited for. So full, full disclosure, we are recording these episodes before impact Yes, (laughs) and they will be posted after impact. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. (laughs) So the goal is that someone listening to this conversation there's three options. Either A, they were at Impact and they attended your seminar, mm. they loved it, they want to listen to it again, like they want to hear more from you, or they were at Impact and they didn't get to go to your seminar, but they now want to hear what your seminar was about, mm. or someone who has no idea what Impact even is and they just want to learn from these seminars. They just want a new podcast to listen to. Absolutely, because <laughs> there's so many to choose from. <laughs> Everyone wants to do a podcast. So... The full disclosure part is that what we're talking about now 
could vary a little bit from what you end up actually saying oh, at impact. Sure. Yeah. Sure. And you're still, it might be completely the same. It, it might, and it might, you, you might, something <laughs> might click right here and you're like, that's going to be it's, in the seminar. It's sticking. So you're still fleshing out the seminar and working on it mm-hmm. and it's still coming together. And all the conversations I'm having with seminar people, minus a couple will take place before they actually give their seminar. So that is a warning that it's subject to change. If you're listening to this and you enter a seminar and they're not identical, it's okay Mm. because we're just a conversation. Um, But what is the title of your seminar? The title (laughs) of my seminar, which we, you really, I, we were just texting about it and you were like, this is, this is fun. I was like, you know what? Let's just use it as the title. Let's just roll with it. Um, Oh, you're not going to a Christian college? Are you even a Christian? (laughs) (laughs) You can't see our faces, but I said that with a frown at the end. (laughs) Are you even a Christian? So this topic is amazing. I don't think I've ever heard it talked about Mm. at like a Christian setting. And when I was a youth leader, I never talked about it with my students and Mm. none of my students went to Christian schools and I should have probably talked to them about that and I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to know. I was thinking about it recently. I think in high school, sometime our youth pastor brought students or just asked students to come back that Mm. had graduated high school and were in college and they came and they talked about, um, just like what their experience was like. And they were from different colleges or from different types of colleges, Christian, non-Christian. They were just talking about their experience with that. Yeah. And I was like, I really appreciated that. But it was yeah. only like oh, one a night. moment in time. Just one, just a I barely, on barely even remembered it. But <laughs> Well, what exactly do you think prompted you to want to give a seminar, talk for an hour or so mm. to strangers, to high school students about the topic of... So you're not going to a Christian college. Are you even a Christian? (laughs) Like what brought you to that decision? I think in thinking about just like my life recently and college, I feel like that's just been something that's come up, especially around Salt and Light. People ask me, oh, so you go to Messiah. What's Mm -hmm. that like? And I'm like, oh, no, actually I go to Penn State. And they're always quite surprised by that. Yeah. Um, So I just want to like break down I don't know, like a barrier or a stereotype that you don't you don't have to go to a Christian college to keep being a Christian. Um, you probably go to a... I went to a public high school and not yeah. like a private Christian school. So it's just like the same thing of... Hmm. of it not your environment not necessarily mattering as to whether or not you're still a Christian <laughs> in wherever you're at. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love that you... That you like make that distinction because that like 90% of people probably maybe even higher percent go to a public high school or they're right. homeschooled. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what, like the difference is that I guess you're on your own, so to speak at True. college. Yeah. Um, but you're still surrounded by people who don't believe the same thing as you in college. And even at a Christian school, you're going to be around people with different ideas and beliefs and nowhere in the Bible does it say, actually, the Bible's pretty clear to not surround yourself like exclusively with 
like Christians, the Bible says to go into all the world and share Mm -hmm. the good news. And, you know, beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. And like, we need to be the hands and feet of Jesus. So Christians have, I'm getting on a soapbox, so I need to exit the soapbox. (laughs) Christians have very much clung to this like fascination with, and this idea that Christian school is the best or is the, you know, a great option. And it mm-hmm. isn't a great option for yeah. some people, but it's not the only option. And it's not the only way to stay a Christian <laughs> after high school. So, okay. Anyways, you go to Penn state. I do. Yes. A secular school, a secular school, the main <laughs> campus. If you, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Even more secular. It's always the follow, the yeah. follow up question. They're like, well, God, if maybe if she's on the, you know, maybe she's at Altoona or Harrisburg <laughs> and it's not so bad. <laughs> she could still go home sometimes and see God fearing people. <laughs> so this question could be a little dicey, but I'm going to ask it anyways. You ask it. Um, I'm going to push some buttons. Why do you think, um, in your opinion, why do you think that Christians can be judgmental, even if they don't mean to, maybe it's Mm -hmm. subconscious. Why do they sometimes pass judgment on people who don't go to a Christian school? Do you have a thought Mm -hmm. about that? I think, yeah, I was thinking about this. I think because you always hear the one story Mm -hmm. or a story of someone who went to youth group and then they go to a they graduate high school, then they go to a, a non-Christian secular school, and they like just go crazy yeah. <laughs> to say. Um, and yeah, like I've known people that like as soon as they go to college, it's like faith has just been like left behind. Um, so I think then that's just kind of like a blanket generalization that's made about people. Um, but like that's not true. I'm friends. I have so many good friendships with people from Penn State that have done the same thing as me, gone there and are still following the Lord and mm-hmm. still like pursuing him. And I think that's really sweet. And I think I don't know. I think it's easy to just make generalizations about like going to a non-Christian school and a Christian school and just thinking logically like why wouldn't I go to a Christian school if that's like the Lord's there and they're like going to keep me going and be surrounded by a community that's Christ-like. Um, but going to a non-Christian school, you, you just have to work a little bit harder to find it there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to give a theory. You give a theory. And you can tell me what you think. <laughs> I'm going to throw this theory out. And people can disagree with me. That's okay. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and I should preface this by saying, oh, Scripture says that the Lord did not give us a spirit of fear. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes the church and youth groups and youth pastors, um, it's almost coming out of a place of fear for students when we mm-hmm. encourage them not to go to a non-Christian school because we're afraid we're going to lose them. We're going to yeah. lose, they're going to lose their faith because, you, like you said, we hear those stories of people like partying and just forgetting. God, we remember who Jesus is now that I'm at this secular school. Mm-hmm. But what if the church did a better job of preparing its youth to be the salt and light in the world, right? (laughs) And what if we trusted our students and the upbringing that we've poured into them and trusted the, I don't know, God and the Holy Spirit to protect them and carry them enough 
to say, hey, maybe you should go to a secular school yeah. because maybe your faith will be challenged and maybe you can be an influence. Like maybe you won't be changed by this environment. Maybe you can change this environment. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah. Like, I wish that that was the narrative instead of you better play it safe and you better mm-hmm. go to like-minded people and you better be around Christian people so that you don't lose your faith. Is our faith that like fickle and that shallow that it can be lost that easily? Mm, Is that yeah. the faith that we're giving our teenagers? Mm, so true. Yeah. Anyways. We should have confidence in, yeah. in the students as they head out in the world. Yeah, yeah. We should put more confidence in them yeah. and not like, oh, you're going to lose it. You're going to yeah. lose it. Like we don't trust them enough. And I think we don't give enough credit to the younger generation to make their faith their own. We just mm. assume it's going to be lost. And yeah. That's, that's not a good fair. theory. Yeah. That's a good theory. In a nutshell, and again, this could change, but right now, mm. what do you um, broadly plan to speak about in your seminar? And we, you've probably already said some of it so yeah. far in our conversation. Yeah. Um, I plan, I'll share a little bit about just my experience with even deciding to go to a Christian college or not, because for the longest time I was between Penn State and Messiah. And when mm-hmm. I was a senior in high school, I would tell people that and they were like, oh, that's two very different things. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> so maybe I'll share about that a little bit and just my what my experience was like, mostly my first year of college, because that's when I was like, kind of struggling the most of like, oh, should I have even gone here? What mm-hmm. was this like the right decision? Um, and just continuing or finding community, I think that was a big thing I prayed for um, preparing for college. So just speaking about my experience in that and then maybe just um, like tips or advice yeah. on, um, yeah, continuing to follow the Lord and, yeah, and finding that balance between um, being in a not being at a secular school, but still following the Lord, having community, but still being able to reach out to others and be friends with non-Christians as well. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it is possible it is, it to is hold possible. relationship with people that don't think the same as you. Mm-hmm. And that's what Jesus did Yeah, all throughout scripture. His disciples weren't people becoming rabbis. They were Fishermen and tax collectors. Yeah. So, ding dong. So, <laughs> why for you? So, you said that you were in between uh, Messiah University now. Yes. And, um, which I guess the hypocrisy is that I went, <laughs> I went to Messiah. <laughs> I'm sitting giving here. all these great Yeah, I'm giving all it. these theories, and I <laughs> totally was like, I have to go to a Christian school so I don't party. Mm. <laughs> but, um, that was a good choice for me, but like yeah. I don't think that's a no, choice think, for everyone. Yeah, at the same time, yeah. Um, so why uh, why was Penn State the right pick for you? Mm. What made you like jump the gun and just decide that that's that was the uh, the school that you were going to go to? Yeah, um, I think with Penn State, well, I always wanted to go there. I don't know why. That was just always something like in me that was just like, mm, I want to go there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my parents did. A lot of people in my family did. So I was like, okay, so it is possible to like walk out on the other side of it still a Christian. Yeah. Um, but I think part of it was, and this is not to say, none of my seminar is to say that you should go to a Christian or a non-Christian school just because, just to do it and just because I'm, 
telling you to. This is not, this is not that or not anything of downplaying what a Christian school is and the goodness that can come from that. But I think for me in looking at college, I wanted to make my faith my own in that I knew I was following Jesus, not because I went to a school where it was expected of me, but because I went to a school where I was choosing that on my own. And I was in a place where it was not something that the majority of people were doing, but something that I chose to keep doing on my own. Mm. Um, so yeah, just like being able to walk confidently in that and boldly in that, and just honestly to like test myself to see if I would keep doing that, mm. would I go to church on Sundays, um, find community, keep following Jesus in that? And I was, that was like kind of a scary thought to be like, yeah. hmm, am I going to, I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, I did go in being like, yes, this is something I want to choose to do, even though it may be, may be hard. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you kind of hit on it um, in that explanation, but what were some of the like fears or hesitations you had um, when you were 18, 17 or 18 and deciding, okay, I'm going to go, I'm, I'm willingly and knowingly <laughs> putting myself in an environment that's very different than what I'm used to yeah. regards to faith. What were some hesitations and fears that you remember feeling? I remember, I think first, just like with a, even just a big school, I was worried about finding friends, finding mm-hmm. community. And I think that's like a fear everyone has going yeah. into college. Um, but like finding Christian friends and like on top of just finding friends. Um, and mm. like Penn State has a big partying scene. So I was like, oh, how is that going to work out? Um, and like how prevalent is that? It's not, it's, it's there. Um, <laughs> that, was, that was a healthy fear of mine. Um, yeah. And I think just a new place. It didn't really, all of it didn't really hit me until I was like the week of moving in. Mm -hmm. I, a lot of tears that week, um, and just being on my own for the first time. Um, yeah. And like just still finding the Lord in a new place. I wasn't sure how that would work out. And I was, I remember like walking around and like seeing people, the first group of people I ever really interacted with was like a nursing club and I was like oh okay this is good this is like an academic thing maybe I'll find some friends here people in my major and then later they were like okay we're all going out to like all these different things like all these different um parties each night um every night of the first week of school we're all going out and I was like oh no this is not (laughs) what I signed up for um so that was that was just like kind of fearful, terrifying, if you will, coming in the first week of school. Um, But then, yeah, later I found community and other Christian friends, and I was still able to be, like, rooted there while finding friends, like, within my program that weren't necessarily the same as me. Yeah. But, yeah, I think a lot of, to sum that up, fear and community and not finding any community or friends. Yeah. And I feel like when you really sit down and listen to your story, and I'm sure that the story of a lot of Christian teenagers contemplating what school they're going to go to, it's all the same. So mm-hmm. like, let's say you go to a Christian school yeah. and maybe they aren't partying, but 
there's other things that could pull you away from God, yeah. right? If we believe that sin is just being separate from God or doing something that's opposite of time with God or, or godliness, it does. It can be anything. Mm-hmm. Sin is equal. And so at one school, there could be partying. At another school, they could be gossiping and being hurtful or distracting or yeah. a- apathetic. So there's dangers no matter where you are in the world, at college or not at college. And the fears that we feel and the hesitations we feel are all at their core pretty similar, I think. Um, so as a Christian yes. at a secular school, yes, <laughs> LOL, um, how has your experience been? You have three years under your belt. You're going yeah. into your fourth. Yeah. Um, how has your faith grown or shrunk (laughs) there. I mean, you can be as honest as you want. Um, but how has it been navigating the real world Mm. (laughs) as a Christian? Mm. Yeah. Um, the biggest thing, if my family makes fun of me for talking about a lot, I joined a community called, or a ministry called the navigators Mm. and they are an organization that they, um, like across or across the U.S., there's mm. ministries on all different kinds of campuses, and they're growing. Um, yeah, so my cousin encouraged me to. He was like, "Check out the Navigators. That's that's where I went. That's mm. I found like friends there." And I was like, mm, "Like, okay, I'll try that." <laughs> so I like did. I went to this. They had like an opening barbecue, and I was like, "Okay, I'm here." Um, and then I met some people, and then we just like kept hanging out and like that was like the group that I like was running with and I'm like still running with today so that's been just very sweet in that and they have um they have a big emphasis on discipleship Mm -hmm. and so I was discipled by people my freshman and sophomore year and I think just having like learning one-on-one from someone was has been probably the most valuable thing Mm -hmm. um in my faith and just meeting with them every week. And like, they would share with me things that were going on with them. I was a little sophomore and this senior girl who I just adored, love her name's Monica, Monica, shout out to you. I just thought the most of, and she would just share with me things that were going on with her, her next steps in planning for after college. And that just meant the most to me seeing someone older than me walking in faith and watching her trust the Lord with her next steps. Um, so I feel like I've grown so much in college Mm. and just being able to choose that. Um, I think I've also been challenged by my friends in like seeing people that are different from me and approaching them with the love of Jesus, Mm. um, and not seeing a difference in, Oh, like, no, don't interact with them, but let's interact with them and love them and like not stick to our Christian like mm. yeah circle but like be willing to go out and love yeah. them and be friends with other people because mm. um, I think it has been a challenge has been um, just sticking in like my little Christian bubble which sounds like weird to think of in Penn State of like there even being one but there is yeah um so yeah, I even forget the question. I'm just rambling. No, no now. I, I, well, it's it's making my wheels turn because, um, I went to a Christian school mm. and no one discipled me. 
<laughs> you feeling a little left up? <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. But I like, at least in, in my realm at Christian school, maybe other programs had this, but I was like, I never had a mentor or someone. Mm-hmm. So it almost seems like, and I was never challenged to befriend someone or talk to someone who maybe didn't, you know, follow a Christian faith because I wasn't around anyone like that. And so in some ways, your faith might have even grown more at a place like Penn State. Yeah. Because you, well, this is the way I see it. It's like the Lord laid out in front of you many different options. Like week one, it was like, here's parties every night that you could go to, but there's also something called navigators that you can go to. Mm -hmm. God's not going to leave you. God's going to go with you either place. Um, I'm sure God favors one over the other, but God's like, we can work through any of this. And you, you're the one who had to make the choice to go to navigators or to even be in a Christian bubble. Like you inserted yourself into that narrative and you found a Christian bubble. And I think, well, you'll probably talk about this, so I'm not going to jump the gun, but it seems like the choice is really important to mm. make that choice. Yeah. Um, do you think, looking back on the last three years, were there some highs and lows in your faith that, mm. you, were, that you would be able to identify, like moments at Penn State where it was high and moments where your faith felt low? Mm. Yeah. I think... And with COVID on top of it all. Oh but, my um, gosh. <laughs> yeah. So that was your junior year yeah, of college? Yeah. That was a, or was that, was that sophomore year? June. It started at the end of my sophomore okay. year. And, and then, then this whole junior. past year was yeah. COVID. Oh my gosh. Um, but a low was that in just kind of being alone. And I think like a lot of people, that was like a theme for everyone. And just like being isolated. And it was like different in trying to we would have bible studies and we're like oh we're gonna have them on zoom how is this even gonna work and I was Mm. like lord why like why are we even trying at this point (laughs) (laughs) what are we what are we doing here um so yeah personally for me covid maybe not even us like college having a role in the lowness of that of this past year but that has definitely been a low but in thinking of lows in just like faith, I think like the enemy getting at me during my first year was I would have thoughts. So I mentioned before I was going between Penn state and Messiah of Mm -hmm. which school I was going to. And I think an unfair thing I kept doing to myself and was also Satan a little bit was just, I would see something or like something would happen and in my head, it would just be this like reoccurring thing of like, this wouldn't happen at Messiah. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay. If I just like walking downtown and there's like partying happening or like a drunk person coming up to me and I'm like, this has never happened to me in my life. I don't know what to do right yeah. now. Um, or just like different things of like seeing people I'm friends with de- and like dealing with like drinking and that's just like a whole other thing. I could have a whole separate seminar on that. But, um, they love it there. And just, oh, they love it there. <laughs> and like people, Christians have different ideas about drinking themselves once you turn 21 yeah. and just seeing that. And um, yeah, that was definitely a thing this past year too. A lot of my friends turned 21 and mm. um, with drinking and seeing, oh, like this, I was again, I was like, oh, this wouldn't happen at Messiah because mm. they have like a no 
just strict no drinking rule. But at Penn State, it was, um, I was just like able, everyone's able to make that decision for themselves, whether you drink yeah. or whether you're not. And that's not something I'm going to be speaking on. Yeah. At the, <laughs> at the same, not, it's not my job. Um, but yeah, I think that was that, like, that is a low point of different times just being mm-hmm. like, oh, this wouldn't be happening. But still, like, that's been, like, good to be challenged by that and seeing the Lord in that and being able to lean on him mm. in those situations and build more of a reliance on him um, throughout my years there. And highs in faith, I think, again, was with um, finding a ministry. And I was just so encouraged. I wasn't really sure really what like the scene was like there's so many churches in the area that are like willing and like ready for college students and they love college Mm -hmm. students um and ministries as well on campus and I think that would probably be the same with like any Christian college that there are like churches surrounding the area that are like praying for that college that are there they're praying for like salvation of the students and ministries that are there um yeah, so that was just like a big highlight for me. There's like tons of ministries yeah. on campus, not just the navigators. Um, so that's been a real high for me, just like having that community in the midst of um, a secular school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have two questions to wrap up our time together. Sure. What are some tips or advice that you would give to youth pastors mm. or to youth leaders who are ministering to juniors and seniors Um I think a good youth leader is hopefully um, present in their student's life with the college picking process and all of that. Um, So what's some advice that you would have for a leader who's guiding their students through this time? Yeah, it's, uh, it's tough because I think youth pastors probably did go to a Christian school. (laughs) Yeah, Um, most likely. (laughs) They probably went to Messiah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I think just for one, which I think all youth pastors would do is like being there for them and being willing to have conversations and being Mm -hmm. intentional about meeting. I remember I met with my youth pastor, I think to talk about something completely different one time, but like towards the end of our time, I was like, so I want to talk to you about college (laughs) and where I'm at and just getting, um, that encouragement from him. And I like, I don't think I received any kind of message from him specifically saying like don't like don't go there he was like yeah you can like you're like ready in faith like God is with you and he will be with you wherever you go um I think just knowing like being not being naive about Mm. where you're going there is a difference between like non-christian schools and christian schools and um I don't know like giving them resources and I remember well my youth pastor was everyone will probably know Cody yeah (laughs) yeah listening he was um he was like I know people that are at Penn State here like here like Mm. you can connect with them I never did I found the navigators but (laughs) all the same it was was good good intentions all the same it was there um and then like during their first year of college like reaching out to them I remember Cody reached out to me on many different occasions was Mm. very intentional and it just made me feel like not even though I was like far away from Mechanicsburg knowing I was not alone Mm. 
in college, like people didn't just like forget about me in where I was going, which I think that would be good for anyone who's going to college. Yeah, that's true. Um, and feeling and getting your footing in the first year and still being feeling that support from home is always, yeah. always really good. Um, but yeah, I think, and I think I, like I mentioned earlier that night of when people came back from colleges and they spoke about their time at, um, like Christian colleges, non-Christian colleges and their walks with the Lord and hearing that as a high school student just really helped. I remember someone talked about, he went to a Christian college, not Messiah, somewhere else. And he was like, just because you go to a Christian college doesn't mean that automatically mean that you're secure Mm. in walking and like pursuing the Lord. I don't, I don't like that word secure, but he was like, that doesn't just mean automatically that you're still like pursuing the Lord when like 1000% just because of where you are. He was like, you still need to make the conscious decision to follow the Lord, which, um, I was like, Oh, interesting. Yeah. Because he was like, I was just living my life. I didn't do anything really at all in, um, furthering my relationship with the Lord. And I just remembered that, that like really no matter where, what college you go to, you need to be equipped in that. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Imagine how amazing it would be if youth leaders got involved, if they live anywhere near a college, Mm. got involved with the campus ministry at that college, Yeah. right? Because then if they have students that go to that school, let's say it's not a Christian school, they can connect them. Anyways, my wheels are turning, but it would, I think it's, it's neat for youth leaders to be aware of the way that they can pour into their students who are choosing colleges, I don't know, based on academics and not just based on if yeah. it's a Christian school yeah, or not. Yeah, because there's so many factors going into a uh, college yeah, choice. Yeah, cost alone. I yeah. mean, Christian schools, I think, cost more. They're private. There's there's a lot. Mm-hmm. There's a long list. Yeah. So if they could be intentional with pouring into them and not just letting their relationship end once they graduate and still pouring into them. And I think it's cool too, that Cody tried to connect you with actual people up there and you found a different group, but that was a great idea. Um, okay. So let's end with some tips that you would have for students Mm. who are leaning towards a non-Christian school and maybe that's bringing up hesitations in them or pushback from their church or their parents or whatever, youth groups. Um, So youth leaders don't be those people who are pushing back on your students. (laughs) Unless you know it's a really bad idea, then of course push back. Yes. (laughs) Um, But what are some tips that you have for the students? Yeah, I think just being prayerful about Mm. like where you want to go to college in general um and knowing that it's a just like it's really ultimately just a decision you can make it I don't think there's really like one right or wrong choice you can make about college if you're like just looking at one versus the other um and I think this is like something everyone would say when going to a non-christian college um, is finding community, finding um, a church. Um, I found a church through like the community I went to. There was just tons of them anyways. But I think um, like my biggest one I would say is finding a roommate or like a living situation that would mm-hmm. be filled with other Christians so that would 
you're coming home to each night or to your dorm, to your apartment, whatever it is, is um, people who are worshiping the Lord with you, who get up and they are of the like mind worshiping the Lord with you. And I think that's, that can be really powerful because the people you live with, I think, have a big impact on how just your day-to-day life in college is. And I think, um, yeah, just living with people Mm -hmm. that are Christians is just very, very helpful. Not to say that it doesn't happen because I know, or that it can't not be that way because I know people who have had like a mixture or something. And it's just, that's also been like really cool to be able, like you can, it doesn't say in the Bible, you can't live with (laughs) non-Christians. It happens. Um, But yeah, I would say if that's like Mm. something that's like really nerve wracking, maybe like trying to find a roommate that's Christian. And like, there's, I don't know. I know there's like Facebook groups. You can find your, find your roommate, do whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important too, that we acknowledge that, it is probably a scary and difficult and maybe nerve-wracking decision to put yourself out there and join up with a Christian circle because yeah. mm-hmm. they're strangers to you, especially yeah. you know if you're just moved into campus and you're getting to know these people and you are the one that has to maybe... M- Ideally, someone will invite you. That doesn't always happen. So yeah. you're the one who has to show up and like put yourself out there and mm-hmm. go to a, a meeting or a get together and maybe not know anyone. And that is hard. And yeah. just that fear about it alone could stop some people from going after Christian community mm-hmm. um, because it's a lot easier to probably just go to a party and be intoxicated and not your, have your wherewithal. And that takes away some fear. But to to put yourself out there is hard, but so rewarding and Mm -hmm. fruitful and healthy and safe and good. So, um, finding a church, finding a Christian community, securing a roommate that, um, is trustworthy and and has similar ideas and beliefs. Mm -hmm. Um, and maybe you don't get that freshman year, but you become probably find it along the way. Yeah. Yeah. Find it for sophomore and and so on years. Mm -hmm. Um, that is all, great advice. And I think the most important one you said, which is to be prayerful, um, Mm -hmm. and have other people praying for you and lifting you up even after you make the decision. And after you arrive on campus, continuing to pray for you, um, and committing to prayer, the people around you as well. Everyone Make sure you. Well, I guess it already happened. I'm I was tell them say, make sure, please come. It. But this is <laughs> they, in the past. Can't. Oh well. <laughs> um, but here's what we will say: If you um, were influenced, um, learned something, encouraged, could you send us a message on mm-hmm. our Instagram, SNLYM, or on our Facebook, Salt and Light Youth Ministries? Um, send us a message about. Um, how you can relate to this story and this, um, these words from Sarah, we'd love to hear them. We'd share them with her. Um, and any questions you might have, I know that she would happily answer. Um, so just start a convo. She would love, (laughs) she really would. (laughs) She would talk, she would talk all day with you. Yes. (laughs) So please, um, reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Um, but Sarah, thank you so much for driving out to Carlisle. (laughs) And, and, um, if you want to impact, then you were 
blessed immensely by Sarah's hosting skills because her humor just <laughs> lit up the stage. Yes. <laughs> and yes, please, I hope you left. If you didn't, the Lord will convict you on that. Um, but thank you for joining us. And um, we'll, so see you. we'll see you around. Thank you.